Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey, friends. Hi, friends. How you doing today? We have got a great show today. We are talking about hygiene budgets for kids. Then we're talking hot gossip, but specifically wife guy hot goss with maybe some other goodies sprinkled in. We'll see. And as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next, one of our children, do your thing. Kick and shit. So my tits are, Carrie is having a garage sale this weekend. I love where I live. It's not the kind of place you sell vintage leather coats for a hundred bucks at a garage sale. However, Miss Carrie lives in bougie-ass Montclair, home to Stephen Colbert and all kinds of bougie-ass people. So she's having a garage sale, and I have cleaned out my closet. I can't express how much clothing I am going to be selling. Nice-ass stuff, too. I mean, there's a little bit of Target sprinkled in there. There has to be for a garage sale. I'm just so excited because now the pant closet is not jammed up. The blazer sweater portion of my closet is not jammed up. I have jeans that all fit except for one pair. My skinny jeans that I could not part with that fit me the best. Levi's wedgie jeans. I don't think I will ever fit into them. But one thing in this whole closet, I think I'm doing well. I haven't unfortunately been able to have the time to do as in-depth of a closet. Now I've done other stuff. I've gone through our housewares and Luna's toys, but I'm hoping that I get some time today to go crazy in my closet. Here's the thing. You clean out your closet, you need to put new things in it. Ashley, I just had a brilliant idea. Whatever designer or vintage stuff that we don't sell, I think we should do a momtourage post in stories. Maybe people want to buy them. I love that for us. I've seen so many TikToks where people are like, I'm cleaning out my closet. I'm trying to be more conscious. And I'm always trying to be conscious about the footprint we leave on this earth, even though we now know it's not about each individual. It's really about the corporations. But still, I like to do my part. I just feel like I have a wardrobe that I can really, really work with. So I feel good. It really plays to the Virgo in me that is just like, I need to know what I have. And now I actually want to get dressed every day. I'm not wearing sweatpants currently. Shocking. I don't even have shits. I just have tits. I'm feeling good in the neighborhood. My tits are, everybody thinks their kid is great and awesome. My kid has not been a great artist. We'll just be honest. She's a good crafter, but actually rendering a picture that looks like anything, I have to be like, oh, great. Yeah, sure, it's a ladder. She has just started drawing things that look like things. And they're funny because each kid has their own weird lens in which they see things. So she drew Jesus the other day and it kind of did look like Jesus. She only knows about Jesus because I keep my grandma's prayer card as a bookmarker in my books. I used to be very Catholic. Did you? That's kind of surprising to me. I went to church every day of my life and I went to Catholic school. as hardcore. I guess that's like me going to synagogue all the time because I went to Jewish school. I used to keep a Jesus on a crucifix in a shoebox and carry him around like a doll. That's the equivalent of when I went to Jewish school, I was planning on moving to Israel when I grew up and becoming an Orthodox Jew and having a zillion babies. Same thing. So she knows about that prayer card. It's not like I'm praying all the time, but it just reminds me of my grandma. And then yesterday, she came home from school with a self-portrait that is the funniest self-portrait you've ever seen. I'm framing that one because the expression that she drew on the face is actually her expression. It's like not a smile and then it's wiggly on one side. 
kind of conniving. I'm like, this is you all over. I'm enjoying this art phase where I don't have to be like, oh, yeah, it's great. I'm enjoying this. My shits are hemorrhoids are terrible. Oh, they are. Not just because they hurt so bad. You'll have pooped two days ago. And then all of a sudden you wipe and you're like, how is there a little bit of shit yeah. still on stuck in there. this paper towel? I mean, this not paper towel. I'm not a monster. No wonder your hemorrhoids are hurting. It clings onto those hemorrhoids and then gives you a little treat later. This is A plus content, us talking about our hemorrhoids. I use my Lady Sweet Wash every day. Me too. I use it on my butt too. Me too. I really get into the little hemorrhoid crevasses. I don't want to wipe and find shit on toilet paper. I'd rather wash it in the shower. I gotta tell you, just getting older, it comes with its own slew of funny shit. That's for sure. All right, hygiene budget. This is something that I saw on Upworthy. I feel like every parent blog or media company has covered this, and rightfully so. Part of it is when do you get your kids to start buying their own shit? And then what things are you delegating that they need to buy? The McCorkle family recently got a lot of attention when they revealed they gave each of their three kids a quarterly hygiene budget. This parent is a Virgo with the quarterly. They're like, Q1, this is what you got. Here's a spreadsheet. They document their life on the road in an RV. Obviously, due to their lifestyle, their kids are homeschooled. They're trying to teach their kids important budgeting and financial choices, really instill the difference between wants and needs. I love that idea. I do too. If they notice their children not using the money, like to pocket it or save it for something else, they will get less money, but they say they have not seen this happen yet. They also don't give them cash. They load it onto a personal debit card, which I also think is a genius way to give your kids money. It speaks to where we are right now in the world. Only people who bury bars of gold in their backyard are handling cash at this point. I give Luna cash. Every time my parents show up, they showed up last night, and my dad was like, hey, here's some $2 bills. He gave him five $2 bills and a silver dollar and was like, keep those. Those are cool. You can't really find them anymore. Can't really spend them anymore either. My mom will be like, here's 20 bucks. This kid just gets cash handed to him. He's vortexing. He is vortexing. He's the vortex. (laughs) So they all usually have extra money left at the end of the month. And the breakdown went like this. Grace is 11. She gets 150 every three months. The nine-year-old son gets $100 every three months. And then I don't know what gender the other child is or how much they got. For three months, the girl not only bought necessities, but she had enough left over for press-on nails, a sugar scrub. Girl, I feel you with those press-ons. People are very torn. There's a lot of people who are like, well, why can't you just let kids be kids? I personally think it's a great idea. I think it's a necessity. When I was little, my mom said every allowance and every big check you get, you have to bank half of it and you can spend the rest of it. If it was like a really huge check, she's like, just bank it. Right. And I had a checking account and she would make me balance my checkbook in front of her. I remember stressing about trying to take money out when I was little with my mom's permission and it was all based off of my signature. And I was like, do I get to see the original for reference? How do I know? I've changed. Things we just really don't need that much anymore. I wanted fancier beauty and hair products. And my mom was like, well, I'm just not going to buy that. It seems like a waste. I'll buy what we're going to buy for the house, what I'm going to use and what you're going to use. Beyond that, forget it. So my very first job I got was at CVS because I wanted the 50% off discount for my Agree shampoo, for my nail polish addiction, for my lip smackers or whatever it was. God, I remember lip smackers. For college, my mom's rule was 
we'll pay half, you pay half. Even though we have enough money for you to pay for college, I think that you'll work harder if it's your own money. So I paid for half of college and my mom paid for the other half. I had no college debt either. I have mixed feelings about college, but that's not even what we're talking about. I think our kids are a little too young for this because they don't know how to weigh their priorities right now. They can't long-term think, really. No. And honestly, what do I spend on Sebastian's hygiene budget? I buy him Dove Baby Soap maybe every three months he needs a new bottle and his Cuban baby perfume. Luna has a little more because of the hair. Right. She's a girl and Sebastian's a boy. I would say like age nine, I think, is a good time to do this. What do you think? Yeah, I think nine, ten is a really good age and I definitely plan on doing this because I feel like kids don't understand enough how to budget, how to do things like that and we're not all Virgos with a spreadsheet. So you need to instill these things in your children early on. And the thing that I'm not understanding about the backlash of this is it's not like the parents are like, go get a job and pay for this stuff yourself. And I'm sure if the kid was like, I can't afford deodorant, they wouldn't be like, go stink yourself. 100%. One of the life lessons my mom always tried to instill in me was short-term versus long-term. Really understanding, prioritizing your long-term needs versus your short-term needs. This plays into that concept of what do you actually need and what do you want? Press-on nails are a lovely little luxury. Look at our kids. They have so many toys and they barely play with most of them. They don't care if they lose pieces. I know for Sebastian, he doesn't care if a toy breaks. He just expects me to buy him a new one. And I refuse to. With something like the iPad that used to be mine, it's now his. When I see him mishandle it, I'm like, if you break it, I am not buying you a new iPad. In my mind, this goes along with the all kids get trophies thing. There's a new school way of parenting and an old school way of parenting. I think we're reevaluating what was good about each and what was bad about each. And so my opinion, this all kids get a trophy thing leads to kids being poor losers yeah. and not really understanding sportsmanship. You can celebrate your friend who won and learning how to handle let down. I have dated all the men that parents said everybody gets a trophy and it's not a great situation. They're very bad men and women at not getting their way. Right. If you don't kiss the feet, they're horribly upset. They just expect different things from their life. I totally believe in reinforcing good behavior. Sebastian, the other day, oh, this should have been my shits also. Can I retroactively do a shits in this segment? Sure, yeah. I had back to school night this week. It was the first time I've ever been inside my child's school. It was the first time I've ever seen his classroom in three years. It was incredible. But one of the things his kindergarten teacher said is that she personally believes his age, his class, are the kids that have been the most affected by the pandemic. She goes, these kids don't know how to be independent. I'll say, okay, everybody, push in your chair and line up. And half the kids will line up. And the other half don't realize that they're being talked to unless their names are specifically said. And I can attest to this for Sebastian. He doesn't know how to take off a sweatshirt on his own because mom and dad have always been there. And there's all these little independent things that our kids have missed out on. And to play to this point, they're trying to change things in the classroom and teach the kids independence. Sebastian was the first kid to get the gold ticket of kindness because the teacher said, okay, is anyone even listening? And Sebastian said, yeah, and repeated what she said. Aww. I just believe that, especially now, kids that are our children's age need a little extra push because they haven't had a normal childhood thus far. I'm all for this. At around 9 or 10, when I feel like it's appropriate for Sebastian, 100% he's doing this. And I want to do this with a bunch of things, like a back-to-school clothing 
marketing budget. This is the amount of money you're going to get. Figure out a plan. If the plan is bad, I'll intervene. I'll buy you these staples. Two pairs of jeans, two pairs of pants, underwear, whatever. Anything that you want beyond that, this is your budget. Yep. Even if you're giving him the money, this is not an economical or class conversation. What do you guys think? Let us know. Email us at hello at Momtourage Podcast and give us your thoughts on it because we do know it's controversial and I am curious for those of you who don't agree, why? And then a side thing I'd like to know is when did you start giving your kids allowance and how much? Yeah. Because we kind of want to start allowance with our kids, but we're not really sure how much or for what. Give us guidance. We want guidance. You all know I sing my husband's praises all the time. Oh, my guy, my guy. I'm not that girl, but I do love my husband, and I love our relationship, and he's my best friend. But there is this new trend of wife guys. So what is a wife guy? This is according to the New York Times. The paper of record. A wife guy is not just a husband. He is a man who has risen to prominence online by posting content about his wife. A man posting about his wife on the internet is usually banal, so it's almost impressive when he has managed to make it appear instead ludicrous. The wife guy defines himself through a kind of overreaction to being married. His wife hurt herself and he filmed it. He's sexually attracted to his wife and he talks about it as if he were some kind of hero. The wife guy is a mutation of the Instagram husband, the man who exists to take flattering photos of his wife, except that the wife guy is no longer content behind the scenes. He's crafting a whole persona around being that guy. He married a woman and now that is his personality. A wife guy is not embarrassing because he is overly devoted to his wife, the sexist idea that used to be called being whipped and is now more fashionably referred to as being a cuck. Like cuckolded. He's worthy of suspicion because he appears to be using his devotion to his wife for personal gain. Okay, why am I telling you about wife guys? I think Matt's a little bit of a wife guy. He's not using it for his financial benefit, but he is a wife guy. Right. He's totally okay with saying, my wife's my best friend. We hang out all the time. I feel like we have that relationship. And for me, as a woman, my love language is fucking revere me. That's my love language. I don't need the entire world to revere me. I just need my husband to revere me. You know what my love language is? Give me space. (laughs) Yeah. Very different. Very different. So I'm always very, I don't want to use the word attracted because it's not sexual. I am just drawn to the wife guy because I love to see that we're going in this direction. I'm kind of repelled by the wife guy. Of course you are. That is the least surprising thing you could have ever set. Like, ew, get your own life. The New York Times went on to say this, as Americans increasingly postpone or simply forego marriage, and as some men marry husbands, having a wife is now one choice among many. That also means that marriage is being pitched less as the fulfillment of a social contract and more as a kind of personal achievement. As someone not married, ew. The identification and mocking of wife guys evidences a mild discomfort with the tradition of marriage itself, an attitude that can be detected even among married people, but it is also a specific reaction to marriage in its current form as a highly individualized pursuit in which a man may express his purest self. So we've seen it in John Mulaney. Didn't end well. We've seen it with this Ned from Try Guys, although if you're like me, you had no idea who the hell Ned was until Ned, the wife guy, cheated on his wife and it came to life. It's his best career move, frankly. Now we all know his name. Honestly, it might be the best thing that ever happened to the Try Guys. I barely knew who they were because of things you and I have talked about. They were a BuzzFeed in the day, 
kind of vibe. Now, I follow them on TikTok because I loved their video commenting on all of this. I also would venture to say Tom Brady, a little bit of a wife guy. Also, didn't end well. Didn't end well. Looks like shit because Giselle's a witch, which Matt and I have been going back and forth on because he thinks, oh, you just get all your news from TikTok, which I think is such an insulting statement. It's like, oh, your mom gets all her news from Facebook. Possibly true. Also insulting. Every woman knows Giselle's a witch because Tom Brady has talked about it and this is not going to end well for him. She's like a succubus. It's like a female witch that sucks the beauty out of you. I don't think a succubus is a witch. I think it's just an entity. Yeah. What happened with Ned from the Try Guys? For those of you who are hearing a lot about it. So like Carrie said, the Try Guys kind of started with BuzzFeed. Which is a problematic place to work and possibly also led to this going on longer. That's questionable. Just saying, from my deep dives, a lot is talking about the culture of BuzzFeed. Okay, well, the Try Guys are four guys. They do things like eat spicy wings and try on girls' Halloween costumes. That's what their whole shtick is, and they made it such a big thing that they left BuzzFeed and made a whole business company out of the Try Guys. Sort of like Scary Mommy. The Try Guys became kind of a media brand, a whole company. This one guy, Ned, his whole identity was, I'm the wife guy, I love my wife, we've been together. They even went so far as to write a date night cookbook together. But apparently Eugene is legitimately best friends with Ned's wife. There's a lot of different things that happen. I do want to say, if my husband cheated on me, I hope his job fires him. I hope Clementine abandons him. (laughs) I hope his family turns their back on him. I hope all those things happen. Although, I don't fully understand this firing. You can be a bad husband and a good worker. It just doesn't make sense. He did something bad to his family. He lived a lie. This was an affair that went on with an employee for a year. It was an adult. It wasn't an underage. It was two consenting adults. Nothing racist or bigoted. It seemed very much like a consensual relationship. I think he was of a little bit more power than her, so there might be a power dynamic. I'm trying to pull at whatever is available. I know. If it came out that she felt she had to have this affair with him for her job, then that's a different thing. But we haven't heard that. The deepest dive is because in the beginning, when this all started, the Try Guys eventually got bigger and bigger. But when it first started, it's like you and me. Each guy did a different thing in the company until they had enough money to hire out. Right. So Ned was the HR person. Right. What they're saying is she had no one to go to if she felt she was being forced to do this or if there was a power dynamic because he was the person to go to. Now, we don't actually know if at any time the woman that he was having an affair with felt uncomfortable or felt pressured. We haven't really heard much of her side of the story. No. I think she deactivated her Instagram and everything. Right. But what could be an issue, and again, we don't totally know, is that Ned's job at the Try Guys, the back of house, was HR. I don't know. I do have mixed feelings about it. This is not the PC thing to say, but it's too far. We're all human. We all do fucked up things. In one way or another, there are things I think about that I've done in my life that I'm not proud of. If we hired, let's say Nick, our producer at Cafe Mom, he's going to love hearing this. If you started having an affair with Nick, I don't even know what the hierarchy would be. I think we're equal. I would not say let's fire. It didn't affect our business. This is me talking out of my ass. This is all just our opinions. Alleged, alleged, alleged. I think that some people were having a problem with Ned. I think Ned did something maybe a little odd. He was dating this girl for a long time. Who knows if she was into it or not into it. We do know she was a consensual adult, so that's at least a pro, which is horrible to have to say. I know. But I think probably some of the Try Guys were getting tired of it. And so not only to save the company and face, because maybe she was going to sue or something. Maybe she did have an issue with it. We don't know. And that could have been a confidentiality agreement where they settled out with her or whatever. But I think that some of those guys were 
over him. And that's why they chose not to just settle out and keep him in the company. And maybe the other thing is the four of them have to work together all the time. Because if you watch the video that they released, I have never seen a more genuine apology video in my entire life. Maybe they're full of shit, but it seemed to me they were very upset that their friend, their business partner did this thing. If you and I, who are very close and have a company together, if you did something that I thought was going to jeopardize the company, and let's just say I came to you and I'd be like, listen, Ash, you're going to have to quit that because it's really going to jeopardize our business. And you didn't. How much of a betrayal would that be? Because we're friends. Apparently they didn't know though. Oh, okay. They claim they had no idea until it was brought to their attention. This is all wild speculation. And also, Carrie, don't do anything to jeopardize our business. I won't do anything. I'm definitely not going to murder anyone anytime soon. Thank God. Or wear a White Lives Matter shirt after a Balenciaga show. No, no, no. It was at Yeezy. At Yeezy. Got it. I'm not going to do that. So Dumois posted a blind. It was an email submission. We love you, Dumois. Subject was wife guy bingo. In regards to men with the quote unquote wife guy personas being cheaters, there's one that would break people's hearts who only hasn't been exposed at large because he keeps a tight circle and a PR team notorious for keeping his image squeaky, no matter the even bite size scandal. Along with two young kids and a wife who knows but short of a public exposing will probably never leave. Why don't you give me your guess who you think it is? John Krasinski. Do you really? I've read other blinds that say that they might have an quote unquote open relationship. That she is the one I know. is what we've heard. First of all, on this list, there are men that are definitely gay that have beards. Let's read the list. People are guessing Prince Harry. I say absolutely not. You do not leave being a fucking royal prince to then just go cheat on your wife. I don't think it's him. Ryan Gosling. Eva would chop his penis off. Literally, it would be the worst decision of his life. It's not Ryan Gosling. Even though he's a wife guy, they're pretty private. So I feel like the guys that cheat are the ones that really put out that they're wife guys. I also don't see him as a wife guy. Yeah, he seems into his wife. He's very private, but I wouldn't say he's running around being like, I'm a wife guy, which tends to be part of it. That's what I'm saying. They tend to be more private. Yeah. Dak Shepard. I think it's possible. And I also think him and Kristen Bell might hate each other. They're so mean to each other. He's got all these addiction problems. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Dak Shepard. Me neither. Next up, Lin-Manuel. I also have heard blinds for years that Lin-Manuel is cheating on his wife. Me too. My mother always said, why don't you ever date Hispanic men? You are Hispanic. And I'm like, there is a cultural part. And I'm not saying all Latin men are like this, but I grew up having distant family members who have been through multiple, multiple, I mean, some of them are on their fifth marriages because they cheated so much. When I went to go live in Italy. Oh, that's very much a part of the culture. It's not even a thing. It's culture. Always have a side piece. Yep. Always. So I'm just like, culturally, there is that Latin lover thing. But he seems so... So Sesame Street vanilla Yeah, but I do think he's a possibility. George Clooney, again, I don't think you go through all these years of being the consummate bachelor. First of all, I think him and her marriage is arranged. Really? Like PR arranged? Yeah, it's arranged. Oh, I don't think so. I think they have a longer contract and I think he's bi. Maybe they have an agreement, but that's not cheating. There was a great Beyond the Blinds where George and Brad have been lovers for years. Yeah, I heard that. But that's not cheating then. Right. If it's an arrangement, it's not cheating. Right. Next up, Joe Jonas. He is very much a wife guy. I don't know. All the wife guys always surprise me though, so I could be totally wrong here. I also think Joe Jonas might have an arrangement. You can be in love with somebody and still have an arrangement. I think they seem to be very anti-status quo and they might just have an open thing for both of them. I would not be surprised. I think they're probably both bi. Probably. And they have an arrangement. John Krasinski, this one would hurt me. I think so. I don't believe it, but it would hurt me. I've actually heard some things about him that are not too positive. Yeah, I've heard he's an asshole. So I think John Krasinski's a solid 
guess. Yeah. I mean, he is the man I have the most sex dreams about. Well, you also watch The Office like it's going out of style. And I watch it while I'm asleep, so his voice just probably permeates my brain and then his dream penis also. John Legend, I don't actually care. No, I don't care either. And he might be a wife guy, but then his wife is also... Just the two of them, they could go away and I'd be fine. I don't care. If it is, I don't actually care and I don't think anyone would care enough to worry about it. And also Justin Timberlake. We all know it's true already. We know he's been cheating on women for years. We have receipts. We have pictures. We know. We know. We know. Him being with Jessica Biel as he cheated on Cameron Diaz. Right. We know. That's not a blind. Everybody knows. There's pictures of him always with him holding someone's hand, kissing somebody else. Like, we get it. There aren't pictures of him kissing somebody else. Yes, there are. Who? A curly-haired girl when he was on that last- That movie in Louisiana? Yeah. The same girl he was holding the hands with? Yeah, there's pictures of them kissing. On the mouth? They're kissing on the mouth. You don't see his face. You see her side of face. But he's wearing the same thing he was wearing in the picture of them holding hands. Interesting. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. That's the wife guy hot goss. I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, please. Let us know. I had a really, really, really bad dream about Matt cheating on me because of all this wife guy shit. And I was like, I swear to God, if you break my heart, I will fucking kill you. And I will make it so your job fires you and everyone abandons you. I will cut up all your cardigans and throw them on the lawn. I will destroy you. Hashtag swag bag. All right, guys. My hashtag swag bag is garage sales. Garage yard sales. Garage slash cleaning out your closet because nothing can preserve your sanity and your wallet like working with the shit you've already got. No link. You just do it yourself. Just fucking do your garage sales. Just do it. Poshmark, baby. Thread up, baby. I just transferred $300 to my bank account from Thread up. I mean, it was also like 17 bags, 10 boxes of clothing. (laughs) I've never used Thread up. I think it's great for your everyday, not super nice things. It's great for kids clothes. It has to be in a nice condition. Maybe whatever I don't sell, I'll just start up. That's what I'm going to do for most things. And then the nicer pieces, if you have an Ann Taylor work blouse, that should go to thread up. But then I have some really nice J brand jeans and stuff here. Those will go to Poshmark. I've been selling crazy on Mercari and Poshmark and all different ticket items, sometimes smaller ticket items, sometimes bigger. I don't know how you do it because I will hang on to shit for three years and finally sell it. All right. Mine is also pretty general, but I will We'll do links because I did buy these from Amazon. Preschool workbooks. I have one you can have that I was going to bring to the garage sale if you want it. Oh my gosh. Luna is obsessed. It's keeping her quiet when I cook. We have a little kitchen island. We do not have a, what is it called? Open concept house. We have an older house. And so she'll sit on the little kitchen island and she'll quote unquote do her homework. And she's doing these workbooks. We brought them the other day to break fast. It kept her busy. It's where they like trace letters. And- yeah. And she's really into it now. A lot of them are like, this is a truck. What other thing begins with a tuh? So she's walking around going, tuh, tuh, tush. truck. And then she looks and she's really getting good at it. And these preschool workbooks are really helping. So that's my swag bag. All right, guys. Another great week. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. 
So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. 